Thanks for joining us for Life Community Church. Welcome, Life Vineyard Church. It's great to be with you. Give it up. I might have shed a tear or two during that video. <laughs> Even though I've seen it before. It's just touching everything. Um, that is said, and the people that have walked with us uh, to get to this place. So welcome, Life in Your Church. We are so excited to just be stepping in to an identity that names who we've already been. So I'm Liz, and... I'm Dan. Maybe you said that already, but we co-pastor Life in Your Church together. Um, and yeah, this morning's going to look just a little bit different as we're up here together. Yeah, so normally um, Liz will take a week of preaching, and then I'll take a week of preaching. We'll switch back and forth. Today we thought we would do something we haven't done since we interviewed here, which is preach together. Um, so we're excited for that. It takes a little bit extra effort to practice together and stuff, you know, but we just think it's worth it because today is such a special day to us um, that we've started fighting over the pulpit, and we decided, okay, fine, we'll both do it. Um, so that's, that's what we're doing today. And we're going to be uh, starting this new series called Life DNA, and we're going to be going through a book that I'll have available uh, next week if you want to pick up one of those copies, and you can kind of follow along during our sermon series. But basically, it's going through our theology and our values and our distinctives and things that make us uniquely uh, vineyard. And so um, one foundational thing that we always talk about is the lens of the kingdom of God. We're always looking through the lens of the kingdom because we believe like that's the message that Jesus came preaching in the Gospels. He came and, and said, the kingdom of God is near. It's at hand. It's so close that you can just reach out and grab a hold of it. And it's available for everyone. And the, the kingdom of God is, is God's will being lived out in the hearts and lives of the people that follow him. And so... Um, that's going to be our foundation. You hear us talk about that a lot, and you're going to just continue as we unpack that a little bit. You guys know what the best part of breakfast was as a kid? I don't know if it is anymore, but was, is the box of cereal, the back of the box of cereal. How many people had siblings that fought over that box of cereal raising? Yep, okay. Uh, me and my brother and sister, we'd fight over that, the, the best back of the box. Sometimes we go to Aldi and they don't have anything fun on the back of their box of cereal. It's so disappointing. But when we did get that fun thing, we would fight over it. I remember one time I turned around, I turned the box around and it was just like gibberish. It, it like had these riddles and puddle, puzzles on it. And then it had these weird lines and stuff. It was just gibberish. And I was like, what in the world is this? And then I noticed the best box of cereal ever had a secret decoder magnifying glass inside the box. And so you would open it up and you get this magnifier and it was red and it would, uh, it would uh, give you these uh, answers to what the puzzles were and you'd hold it up to the box and then things that would become, you know, things that look scrambled and weird all of a sudden became clear. You could see the words. And I was like, this is the coolest box of cereal ever. 
And I think that's kind of what we're trying to do today and with this series is look through God's lens. Look through his lens to figure out this puzzling world, to, to declutter some of the confusion that we have. You know, without God's lens, we can't really properly understand or have the life that he wants for us. So today we're going to look through God's lenses because here at Life, we are people of his kingdom and we want to see the world through his kingdom lens. Yeah, so we're going to pick up these lenses. We're going to look at the world through the kingdom and we notice hey, the kingdom of God is everywhere among us. God's activity is, he's always on the move. And we just tune in and get to partner with his activity in this world. And at Life, we we tune into the heart of God. We tune into the mission of God. And when we hear his voice calling out to us, we we say yes, and we we obey, and we say, okay, God, I'm going to step out and take a risk for you. You know, as we wait for Jesus to come again, um, we don't just wait passively and just sit back, twiddling our thumbs. No, we wait actively. Jesus has given us a role and a job and things to do while we anticipate his coming again. And as Jesus was uh, ending getting towards the end of his life with suffering and the cross and rejection all facing him, he kind of gathered in his disciples and gave them some final direction and instructions. And they were kind of confused. They were like, you know, I don't know, Jesus, what you're talking about. We've already been living this thing with you that we've been hoping for all along. We've been walking with you and following you and doing ministry with you. What could possibly be in the future that we have to get to? And, and Jesus is trying to explain to them that he is going to leave. And he is going to prepare heavenly places for them. And that it's a, it's a, he has to leave because he is going to give them an even bigger job to do when he's gone. And he's going to give them bigger power. He's going to send the Holy Spirit to them. And he gives his disciples and us kind of this word picture of, of what we are to continue when he is gone. And that is abide. Abide with him. Abiding is a key to living in the kingdom. To be able to do the works of Jesus and live as Jesus did in his teachings, we have to abide. And we're going to, I'm going to read some of this conversation that he was having with his disciples, trying to get them to clue in on this. It says in John 14, 11 through 14, Believe me, this is Jesus talking, I am in my Father, and my Father is in me. If you can't believe that, believe what you see, these works. The person who trusts me will not only do what I'm doing, but even greater things. Because I, on my way to the Father, am giving you the same work to do that I've been doing. You can count on it. From now on, whatever you request along these lines of who I am 
and what I am doing, I'll do it. And then he continues in, in chapter 15 with this abide. Live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. I am the vine and you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown onto the bonfire. But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my father shows who he is when you produce grapes, when you mature as my disciples. So we're going to highlight five values this morning that show us how we live out this abiding in God and extending his kingdom. So here's our first value as Life Vineyard Church, that we are people of the kingdom who experience and worship God. We are people of the kingdom who experience and worship God. You know, the experience, when we wanted to experience God before Jesus, when people did, they'd have to go to the temple. They'd have to go through the priest to experience God. It wasn't this thing that they could uh, do anytime they wanted. And so now with Jesus, he opens the door wide open that we can experience him. Listen to this verse from Hebrews. This is Hebrews 10. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. That's a reference to the temple. There's this place in the temple called the Holy of Holies. Only one priest could go in there once a year. And now God's saying like that, that Holy of Holies, that curtain's ripped in half. Anybody can walk in there. And then it continues, and since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. So now our relationship with God has been open wide, without hindrance. In every moment of our lives, we can seek the presence of God. We can experience him. And this is our goal with coming to this church community Um, that we would have an encounter with the living God. And when we have encounters with God, it changes our hearts and our souls. We often do this, we often feel this through different kinds of worship. There's so many different kinds of worship. But let me share with you one experience I had when uh, just a couple months ago, we were worshiping through song here, and um, this was at a, a leadership meeting, and I was preparing for the leadership meeting, and I felt God just say, hey, we need to have a time of worship. And I was like, sorry, God, band's not available. I don't want to text them last minute. I don't think we can get the band here and do all that. And, you know, I didn't want to say no to what I felt God was telling me. So I made all these excuses first. And then I figured out, well, you know what? We can just play worship tracks before we start. Um, you know, just, some, just a playlist from the internet. I was like, okay, I'll just play that. We'll worship there. And that's what we did. It was nothing special. There was no flashing lights or big band or anything. It was just simple worship. And we had this great encounter, experiencing God through just simple worship. So authentic worship is something we really value here at life. 
We can experience God when we open our hearts in worship. It doesn't matter if it's a a great big band or through poetry or simple liturgy or just having a worshipful attitude during our day or in our cars. We can, because of Jesus, what that verse was saying, because of Jesus, go right in to God's presence as we live our daily lives. Number two is we are people of the kingdom who partner with the Holy Spirit. All right. You see this branch here? Look at this branch. Yeah, I see it. I got this from my apple tree this morning. Cut it right down, okay? Who got and, it? Okay, technically you got it. <laughs> okay, so around this time last year, um, I came home from work. Dan was uh, at home that day. And, you know, I Mm, open the garage door, pull in, and park, get out of my car. And going through my garage door, it enters right into my kitchen, okay? So I open the door to my house, and immediately I'm struck with the smell of apples and cinnamon and fall. And I think, oh, maybe Dan lit one of my candles. How nice, you know? And uh, but I can see, after I open the door, right onto my stove, it's like a direct line, and I see on my stove two apple pies on my stove, crumbles, still warm, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe somebody came over to my house, knock, 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 Pastor Dan and Liz, we made you these nice apple pies. Which is always welcome, But fine. No, <laughs> that wasn't the case. Dan picked apples from our apple tree and made two fresh homemade apple pies. <laughs> they were some of the most delicious apple pies I have ever had. I can be domesticated. So you guys didn't know this. <laughs> okay, so imagine I say, you know, I really would like to share my delicious apples with you that make perfect apple pies. Here, Greg, I know that you could do some baking. Here's my, uh, here's my branch from my apple tree. I hope that there, um, you know, you get some apples on that soon and you could make your own fresh apple pie. Well, he, he would look at me like, you're crazy. Yeah, disappointed. Greg's a really smart guy. But you know what? All of our collective intelligence cannot make apples grow on that branch, right? It has to be connected to the tree. So you could come pick apples, or I could bring you a satchel of apples, but Greg's not going to have any fruit from that branch. It's worthless. Sorry, Greg. You could stick it in a vase or something, you know? Have some greenery around your house. But that's what Jesus is telling us, that it's, it's the same with us. We have to be joined with him, with the Holy Spirit, to produce fruit. And at Life, we're, we're not trying to just um, implement the best church strategies, you know, with our most uh, smart human efforts. We know that the power and presence of God is where it's at. That's the key. We're, we're, we're hopeless without it. And so we listen to the heartbeat of the Spirit and what his heartbeat is for people and from, for our community. 
And we get to ask, like Jesus said, we get to ask for extraordinary things when they're in line with who he is and what he's doing. And he says, you are going to do the same work that I've been doing. That's great. Um, So our our third value uh, here at Life Vineyard is that we would be people of the kingdom who reconcile people with God and all creation. I'm going to read a couple verses here. And I know we're not the type of church that we say amen in the middle of someone preaching. Like, I don't think that really happens here. But if you, after I get done reading this verse, after verse 21, if you feel it welling up and you want to give a good hearty amen, you absolutely should. This is an amazing verse. So it's 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21. And Paul says this, Therefore, If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and then gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are, therefore, Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who has no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Hey, I mean, oh yeah, all right. We could be Southern Baptists, maybe. Uh, no, no, we're we're gonna stay Vineyard. Um, when we when we put on our kingdom lenses, we see God's passion and His loving heart to bring people back to Himself in deep relationship with Himself. He's not counting people's sins against them. He's not making a list. And checking it twice for your sins as we sometimes imagine God to be. But he just wants to reconcile with you and bring you into relationship. When we look around at the world, we we see in every corner of the world this brokenness. That everyone has turned their backs on God in some form. And so out of this estrangement with God, we get wars. We get human trafficking. We get racism. We get abuse and so on. And it's not just the war criminals and traffickers who need to be reconciled. It's every last one of us. Every one of us has turned our backs on God. We've chosen to go our own way apart from God. And we all need to be reconciled to him. And the beautiful thing about this is, is what Scripture tells us, is that reconciliation through Christ is available to everyone who needs it. Can you imagine that with something else like Teslas? Like everybody who needs a Tesla, everybody who wants a Tesla can have it. Here, Teslas for the world, they're free. Wouldn't that be awesome? Maybe Lamborghinis, maybe houses, whatever it may be. But that's what we get with Jesus. Everybody who wants to be reconciled, everybody who wants grace and forgiveness can have it. It's available to everyone. And once we receive that, here's where our part comes in. After we receive that, we get to join Jesus in what he's doing, reconciling all people, bringing people into friendship and reconciliation with God. 
And so we get to do that with Jesus. That's what that verse is saying, that we've been reconciled, and now we get to go out and give it away. Jesus has established this beautiful new community of new creations. That's you and me who believe in Jesus. And we're an outward-facing citizen group of his kingdom. We are always to be looking outward to do the ministry of reconciliation with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and this leads right into number four. We are people of the kingdom who engage in compassionate ministry. You know, Jesus was very human. He was moved in compassion towards others. He didn't just come and and heal people and love on people because he had to, because he was God. He, He would often stop what he was doing or spend all day ministering to the crowds that came to receive from him. He was moved in compassion towards others. He poured himself out time and time and time again. And opposite of Jesus is our enemy, right? Our adversary. And his mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. And as citizens of God's kingdom, we go to battle against his uh, intentions by saying, No, we are pushing back the darkness. We are bringing Jesus' compassion and life to every dark corner of this earth. And we get to listen to the Holy Spirit by abiding in him, right, to his promptings. We pray for each other. We give away our resources. We get to use our, our spiritual authority to push back the darkness and ask for those extraordinary things like healing and miracles. We know that everyone we encounter has a story. Even you and I need God's life in ongoing places in our story. And we get to be people of compassion that are moved by the Holy Spirit to bring life to other people. And we do that all the time when when uh, service is over, you guys are always praying for each other and bringing that life-giving water to one another. And we keep doing that when we leave these doors and we do it outside of these walls, right? We are kingdom people wherever we go, listening to the heartbeat of Jesus. And number five, we are people of the kingdom who pursue culturally relevant mission in the world. You know, at at life, it's our heart to bring spiritual renewal to the outside world. We, but you know, we're just a group of misfits that are all following Jesus together. There's nothing special about any one of us. We're, we're just all on this journey together. And we're saying, you know what? There's no like in or out. There's no like clean up your life first and, and make sure you have this in, figured out before you can belong to Jesus and belong here at life. Hey, we're all on this journey with Jesus at the center following him. And we are people that get to experience God wherever we are. But we also invite people in that um, maybe have been hurt by the church, maybe have been hurt by uh, religious leaders, maybe have been hurt by God. And we say, you know what, this is a safe place to be who you are and experience God. We're not going to be um, 
out of touch with what's going on in the world and the hurts and the brokenness happening in our world. We, we have our, our full identity in the kingdom, but we are also uh, aware with the struggles of culture and what's going on in culture. And so we want to bring fresh revelation to our culture now where there is freedom and revelation from Jesus now that he brings life now. So those are our values. Um, yeah, you want to sum them up? So we, here at Life, are people of the kingdom who experience and worship God. Partner with the Holy Spirit. Reconcile people with God and all creation. Engage in compassionate ministry. And pursue a culturally relevant mission in the world. Let's pray. Jesus, this is your church, and we want to do um, we want to do your work just like you've called us to do. It's like uh, we've seen you do it, and over and over again, you just say, "Give it away, give it away." And so we want to do that. We want to be a church that's mirroring you to our community, to Central Illinois, to the world. And so, Jesus, we just ask that you would um, empower us. Your presence is welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. We want to move and minister to people uh, in this room and then to this community that they may see you and know your presence in their life. Jesus, we love you. Amen. At Life Community Church, we want you to experience the powerful, life-changing love of God. To learn more, Go to lifemohammed.org, lifemohammed.org.